Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode number 378. Today, we're going to be taking it old school. We're going to be talking about strategies for prospecting people face-to-face, hashtag in real life. You know, what's interesting is I've been getting this question a lot more recently, you know, whether it's meeting people at social functions or at work or just out and about. Maybe you're somebody that does things like vendor parties or different types of shows. I've been getting a lot of people asking about this. And I think the reason is because they're realizing they need to get resourceful about how to find leads for their business. You know, it's getting harder and harder to get attention on social media. Engagement rates have dropped dramatically over the last two to three years. And so I just think it's a smart thing as a business owner to be sharpening your skills in terms of how you sell and prospect. And so today we're going to be diving into this. Now, I will tell you, I have a wealth of experience in this area, and I'm going to date myself a little bit here. But when I first started building a network marketing business, social media was not a thing. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Facebook, TikTok. We did not have live video. We had to get creative about the way that we found opportunities and leads for our business. And so today I'm going to be sharing with you some funny stories and some things that I used to do. But I'm also going to give you some really valuable advice on the do's and don'ts when it comes to -to face-to-face prospecting. Because in my experience, I see that there's a lot of people that are doing it really wrong. So we're going to be diving into it. And listen, on the topic of just social media and engagement and creating results on social media, I do want to remind you that on Friday this week, just a couple of days away, I'll be making a big announcement about an upcoming two-day workshop that we're going to be doing that I think you are definitely going to want to be a part of. So make sure you stay tuned for that. All right. So let's talk about face-to-face prospecting. So here's the deal with face-to-face is you have to be really, really conscious of the fact that the experience that you create for someone in an initial conversation, like when you first meet them, the way that they leave feeling about that conversation is in large part going to determine if there's an opportunity for you to share your business with them. And so here's what I see far too many people doing. And I just had a client that I was providing some coaching to last week that she moved into a new area and she's like, you know, I'm wanting to get out and I'm wanting to meet people and find some local people that I might be able to work with in my business. And she said, I've been meeting a lot of people, but it hasn't really produced any results. And so I asked her, I go, well, what do you typically do and what do you say? And she goes, well, you know, the normal course of the conversation is I ask them what they do for work. They then ask me and I use that as an opportunity to kind of tell them what I do. Right. This is the so-called elevator pitch that we've been taught that 60 to 90 second explanation of what you do and what you sell and the company and yada, 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 yada. And so when I hear something like that, I go, well, that's the reason why you're not being successful. See, my goal is this. If I meet someone for the first time, Or even if I'm just seeing somebody that I know in an in-person situation, I want to do as little talking as possible. 
See, I believe there's a direct correlation to how much you can get the other person talking to how good they feel about that conversation with you. This is actually rooted in the biology of the brain and brain science is that the more that we talk about ourselves, right, we have a tendency to like people that show a genuine interest in us. And if you're the one that's doing the talking, like the natural human tendency is people want to take the stage in a conversation. And if you're the one taking the stage, then the problem is you're not allowing them to. And so what you need to learn how to do is you actually need to learn how to talk less when you meet people. Now, this is very counterintuitive because a lot of us, we get really excited when we feel like we have an opportunity to tell people about what we do. But here's what I want to point out to you. So you hear me talk about this all the time when it comes to messaging people on social media. Real life conversations should be treated no differently. And so we talk all the time about not being too product focused and leading with product information, which is basically you talking and telling people about what you do. And the reason why we don't want to do that in a message is because it triggers people's sales resistance and they emotionally shut down because they feel like they're being sold to. It's the same thing in a in-person conversation. Now, even though they asked, Right. The second you start going into the pitch, telling them what you do, here's what happens. Their defenses go up because now all of a sudden the tone of the conversation is they feel like you're selling them. And now I get it. You don't really think of it as selling because you're just excitedly telling them about what you do. But that comes across as selling to them. It's you pitching and promoting what you do to them. And so you have to learn how to do way less of that. What I want to do is this. So let's go back to that example. So let's say I meet someone for the first time. We're at a party, networking event, whatever. I ask them what they do. They tell me, they say, what do you do? My answer always is going to be something very short and succinct. That's going to be generally pretty vague. So instead of them telling, you know, like I work for so-and-so company and I sell this, this, and this product, that's irrelevant to them at this point because nine times out of 10, they're not going to know the name of the company anyway. So what I focus on is this. I focus on what can bring value into the conversation, which is I talk about who I help and how I help them. So you might say something like, I'm in health and wellness, and I typically work with working or stay-at-home mothers who have really busy schedules that struggle to lose weight. I sell a line of products, and I have a program where I help them actually get healthier. Very generic, very vague, but focused on what I can do for someone else. Not all of the things about the name of the company and what I sell. Now, here's what I will do, though. I will say that and then I will take control of the conversation and I will immediately put it back on them. I don't want to talk about what I do and I will avoid it like the plague. And it's not because I'm being elusive or I'm trying to be secretive. It's because I know it doesn't work. The more I talk, the less of a connection that I form with people. So I want to say as little as possible, which, by the way, is so different than what most people in this profession would do. They would jump at the opportunity to talk about what they do. But I say as little as possible, and then I put it back on them. So tell me more about your career. How did you get into real estate? What attracted you to that line of work? How's your industry been with the economy today? Are you finding it challenging? I know rates are high, you know. It's all about them. I want them talking about them. And here's what will happen is if you do a really good job asking purposeful questions, right? Just like we teach you in a message conversation, 
two things happen. Number one, you start to build trust because showing genuine interest in someone that makes them actually like you more. You build trust, but you also gather important information. See, what I'm looking to do in that conversation is I'm just looking to get to know a little bit about someone so that when I actually do follow up with them, I've got a starting point. And so my goal, and I used to do this all the time, like I would meet people, other sales reps in doctor's offices. And, you know, in the beginning, I would always go for the pitch the first time I met them and it would never work. And then I learned to pull back and just make it about them and get to know them. We would exchange information. And then a day or two later, then I would call or then I would message them and I would initiate my sales conversation at that point. See, I always want to do it not in front of people. So like, let's imagine you're at a party and, you know, it seems kind of harmless, but somebody says, what do you do? And you give some information. They ask a question, you give an answer. And then all of a sudden they ask another question and you give another answer. And then once you're at that point where like you're talking about what you do, it's hard to not do it anymore. But then what happens is at some point they kind of like feel like, oh yeah, I know what that is. And they're already making a judgment on it based off of a very limited amount of information. Or here's what's even worse. And I'm sure we've all been there before. The worst thing you could do is start talking about what you do to a room full of people, because odds are there will be at least one person that is negative to what you do that might We used to say just spoil the whole bunch. And so we've got to be very, very conscious about the way that we do this. Hey, just wanted to jump in here real quick because I've got one big ask for you. Look, you know we don't advertise on the podcast and my intention is to not sell or pitch you on the show this year. We just want to deliver free content that is 10 times better than what you've paid for to help you transform your business. So my ask is this, help me spread the word of Love Serve Grow so we can change lives, help people that are struggling in their business and transform our profession. The only way we can do that is if you take the time to rate, review, and share this podcast. So that's my big ask. Just take a few seconds seconds right now, wherever you're listening, leave a review. It would absolutely mean the world to me and it might just change the life of someone else. So thank you so much for being a part of our community. So I'll share a quick story with you that I think is a perfect illustration of kind of what I'm teaching you here about you talking less and learning how to be more interested. So about a year ago, we had a contractor coming to the house. And so Shannon, my wife, She was supposed to meet the contractor. She set it up. She was running late. She calls me. She says, hey, can you meet the contractor? I'm running five minutes behind. Just hang with him if you don't mind. When I get there, I'll show him what to do. So I answered the door and I got five minutes to kill. And I do what I always do. I'm just like interested in people and I'll ask questions. And so I started asking him, you know, hey, how'd you get into business? And, you know, why'd you choose this line of work? And how's business been? I just asked some questions and just talked to him. I didn't think anything of it. And so she gets home, gets a contractor, does whatever. So about an hour later, she pops her head into my office and she says, what did you say to the contractor? (laughs) Right. So now I'm like, uh, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Did I, did I like uh, offend the guy? I'm like, like recounting the conversation in my mind. And I'm like, why do you ask? And she said, because he made such a point, like multiple times said to me, how nice your husband and oh my God, such a great guy. I enjoyed talking to him so much. He's like, what did you say to him? I'm like, I didn't say anything. I just asked him a bunch of questions. But that's my point. 
is this is the thing that so many of you are missing and you don't even realize it. This is like a blind spot is you don't realize the feeling that someone has when they leave the conversation with you. So what you have to learn how to do is you have to learn how to start saying less. You know, so I'll share a couple quick stories with you. I think that I actually had an advantage when it comes to this kind of thing because I came up in this profession during a time where we didn't have the crutch of social media. We had to become really resourceful. And so I can remember way back in the day, reaching a point in my business where I had actually, I was full-time, right? And by the way, this is what full-time for me was in my business. I was working in sales, corporate sales. I got fired from my job because I was trying to prospect and recruit everybody that I worked with. I was in that phase of my business where things were starting to go well. And I was like mentally checked out, which by the way, was a huge mistake of mine. Quitting, like leaving work too early is a big mistake. So many people make in this profession, put so much undue pressure on themselves. I'm not going to get on that soapbox right now. But anyway, I pretty much got fired from my job. And so I'm full time network marketer. And I can remember waking up every day. I didn't have social media. And I'm like, how am I going to talk to people? So these are the crazy things that we used to do. I'm not proud of these things. I'm just telling you, this is what we used to do. I'm sharing these with you, too, so that you can feel a little bit better about like the opportunity that you have today. So one of the things I used to do is I would wake up and I would go to the King of Prussia Mall. So King of Prussia Mall is about 20 minutes from where I lived at the time. And I would go to the King of Prussia Mall and I'd go first thing in the morning when barely anybody's at the mall. And I would walk around the mall. And I swear to God, there was a point in time where I had tried to prospect every single retail sales associate that worked in any kind of store that wasn't like outright like Victoria's Secret where I had no business being in there without people thinking I was a total creep. Man, if you worked at a Verizon wireless store or if you worked at any kind of an electronic store, I got to the point where I almost knew the I knew people's schedules because, you know, once I prospected you, if it didn't go well, I couldn't go back in the store when you were there. So I would be scoping out like, is he there? Is she there? No. Okay, good. I'm going to go in. And what I would do is this. This is so pathetic. But anyway, it's funny now. I'd go in and I would buy the cheapest thing you could buy in the store so that I would have a reason to strike up conversation with the salespeople. I probably had about 100 charging cords, like the littlest stuff. But in situations like that, man, you have to become razor sharp because you only have a couple of minutes. And so you have to really be able to make a connection, to be able to have some confidence and some posture. And so like this is where I honed my skills, like doing crazy things like this. And but I really look back at that as an advantage because it really helped me like that was where I sharpened my sword in terms of the skill of selling. And I just think there are so many people today that are actually at a disadvantage because the last couple of years, what they've done is they've made us really lazy because we could get away with just posting and just spamming and just sending copy and paste messages. But the truth is this, it doesn't work anymore. And by the way, it's not going to get any easier, just so you know, like things will not ever be like they were. It's not going to get easier. 
If anything, it's just going to keep getting harder for those of you that are not willing to adapt your approach to business and let go of these transactional strategies that are keeping you stuck. Like you got to learn how to start making a change. And like for me, here's what the marketplace is requiring from you. You have to reinvent yourself. You have to develop new skills. So like what we're talking about today, learn how to be able to go out and prospect people in real life. Don't just keep sitting around waiting for it to come to you. You got to go out and you got to make it happen. Here's what's really powerful is if you can become more proactive in the way that you approach your business, you start conversations, you get out there, you meet people, right? Like if you're willing to do this, you will always be rewarded for your efforts. Here's one final thing I'll share with you. I saw this happen twice just yesterday with clients of mine. They were sharing with me how they've really started to embrace like going out and making conversations happen. And I've had two people in the last day that sent messages to people that were in their network that, you know, they didn't know super well that they hadn't spoken to in quite some time. One of the ladies said, I sent a message to somebody basically just saying, hey, how have you been? I've been thinking about you. This was the response that she got back. Thank you so much for messaging me. I've been watching your content. I need your help. Right? That was one message. Same day, different person sent a message, how have you been, saw that you just took a trip, looked amazing, wanted to say hello. She responded back about the trip. The next message was, hey, so I'm interested in learning about your shake. She sells a weight loss shake. Unsolicited. She's like, I didn't even know this lady knew what I did, but she had been watching her content. And so here's what, like, I think to me, one of the points I'd like to drive home in this episode is... So many of you have spent so much time over the last couple of years investing into your content and pouring into people. And like we focus just on the engagement that we get from our content, which, by the way, is such a narrow piece of the impact that we make. You know, we did an episode just a couple of episodes ago about how just judging the success of content by engagement is such a narrow focus or a narrow short term way of looking at it. What you start to see is this, when you're going out and you're making these opportunities happen, you'll uncover like gold that's sitting out there. People will say, I've been watching your stuff. I've been meaning to reach out. And you're thinking, why didn't you reach out? But this is the reason why you have to do more of this kind of stuff. So look, whether it's face to face, whether it's you just starting conversations, get uncomfortable, do things that you've never done before and watch what it does for your business. So that's the episode for today. As always, thanks so much for being here. I love and appreciate all of you for being a part of this community and make sure you stay tuned in on Friday. We're going to be announcing this big two-day workshop we're doing at the end of September, which I think you're going to be pretty excited about when you hear. So I'll see you soon on the next episode. 